Views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95. Now, Councillor Daniel Butler, who's based in the area, is calling on the council to do a traffic study on the Raheen Mungret and Dora Doyle area for what he is terming traffic chaos. Uh, he's a former mayor, too, of Limerick. He's on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. How bad is it right now? Yeah, well, obviously, I think we're all experiencing the, the back-to-school to traffic at the moment. Um, but certainly here in the Raheen Duradoyle area, it's really brought it to re, a, a real uh, reality. Raheen and Duradoyle, Munger area, it's probably the, the fastest-growing area in Limerick at the moment. We have zoning here for a, a few thousand units, so we obviously have seen increased building of housing out this side and more cars on the road. But also the increasing size of the industrial park here, the business park, where we see Regeneron continuing to, to you know, employ more people. And we've seen the announcement of Eli Lilly to bring more employment. The, the hospital as well is continuing to grow as well. It's in, increasing its staff year on year. And all th- those pressures uh, are, are bringing a huge amount of pressure on the, the local traffic system. But then, you know, with schools back, I, I know from unfortunately people unable to secure schools that the primary schools are completely full to capacity, all five of them. And the two secondary schools are completely full to capacity as well at the moment as well. So it really, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, incredible traffic jams uh, for where people are taking up to half an hour to take a journey that would normally take five, under five minutes. So it's, it's really become a very... Uh, Daniel, is this significantly worse than before the pandemic? Definitely. There's a definite reality that over, I suppose, pre-pandemic pandemic years, over the couple, last couple of years, like I say, with those increase in size and employment rates and increase in people living in the area, uh, it's all come to a bit of a halt over the last couple of weeks. And I suppose one of the key solutions to that, Joe, obviously, is people getting out of the car, first and foremost, walking to school, cycling to school or cycling to work, using public transport is the first solution. But outside of that, you know, there are efficiencies that can be gained if the council do a proper traffic management study to see where we can increase traffic flow throughout the area because, you know, outside of just t- taking time, Joe, and being frustrating, you know, it's a quality of life issue. Um, people are coming and going, trying to get to work, trying to drop the kids here and there, uh, and the area really has become clogged up. And we're only forecasting further growth in this area. Like I say, the zoning here for a couple of thousand houses where we're seeing continued the development, increase in jobs, like I say, coming in the Ray Industrial Park, and uh, the, the UHL is, is projected to continue to grow. And where is all this traffic going to go, Joe? And this is, so we really need to get a grasp of it now before we're, we're in complete logjam. Right. We're talking to Councillor Daniel Butler, who knows this area very well. Um, explain what type of study the council could do uh, and what it would show. Yeah, well, to give an example, so one of the key pinch points in the area is the R510. The R510 goes from the Raheen Industrial Roundabout to what we call Quinn's Roundabout, which more people probably would call Mungret Roundabout. In that stretch of road there, Joe, we did a traffic study in before the uh, pandemic, and it registered 15,000 uh, vehicle movements. So that's enough to justify uh, a dual carriageway. So that gives you the, the level of traffic that's passing through the, through there. So you have traffic, like I say, trying to get into the industrial estate, also passing through the area to get onto the Cork, to the motorway or onto Cork or out to West Limerick. Um, so the traffic uh, was already there of a significant nature beforehand. So just to try and find where where that traffic is going, where can we divert, where can we use move traffic to better locations, to find pinch points throughout the area where there is a, a lack of movement, where we can create flow, 
where there's pla- where there's places where people can't even get onto the road. You, know? I mean, there's there's certain estates where you can't get onto the road. Uh, people that are attending uh, Munger Park, their area where the the secondary school is now now has a full capacity. Has now six years for the first time as a new school. And uh, they can't get onto the road. They could be up there 15, 20 minutes trying to get on. So there's a number of pinch points where we can in- improve flow. Is this short then of a major infrastructural project? It's other things that you feel could make a difference. Well, what we have coming on stream, Joe, at the moment is we have some active travel infrastructure coming through planning at the moment that hopefully we encourage more people to walk and cycle. But then as well, we have what we call the Lighthouse Road, which runs in the back of Mungwood College. That's currently under construction by Limerick Council. And that's due to connect from where the Grail Skull is there in Mungwood all the way onto the R510. But then it takes another route from that in, in, in behind Mungwood College all the way down to the Patrick's Well Road. Once we have that in place, Joe, that will certainly improve traffic flow and take some of the traffic away. But we still, we still, we still. Have, but until that's done, we will still have a lot of problems over the next couple of years, and even that would be minimal in its impact, given that we are going to have an increase in traffic anyway. Right. And how far out into the county, and indeed back into the city, if you see what I mean, does all of this impact? Well, as you know, Joe, often if there's a, a major accident or even a minor accident in one part of the city, it can have a knock-on effect on the opposite side of the city. We're, we're quite sensitive in that, and that just shows you that the kind of tipping point we are at in terms of a traffic management system. There's only so much road space we have, and we have to learn to use it better. And that's why the council are so active in getting trying, people encouraged onto active transport, that's on, onto a bus, on, onto a bike or walking. Um, we are definitely at a, a tipping point. One of the key selling points economically and for investors here is the, the low levels of traffic and, and the, the, the ability to, have to get around the city, and we need to protect that. But also, I suppose, by having better traffic flow, by having more people in active transport as well, it's better for our environment. It's reducing our energy costs. I know which we're, we're having lots of conversations about in terms of energy consumption. If we're not in our cars burning diesel and petrol, we're saving money. Uh, so there, it's a bigger conversation, Joe. And, you know, like I say, it's a real strong point that we have in the city. We're quite permeable. You look at Galway, it's in utter gridlock. And it's really uh, a disadvantage for them in attracting investment. So we need to protect what we have uh, for, for inward investment and, and for our lifestyles as well. And will the permission granted by on board Planola for the Limerick to Foynes Road, including the Adair Bypass, help in any way? I think it will it'll help traffic flow uh, in terms of going through Adair and it will open up the port for uh, further economic development and growth. Uh, but in terms of traffic flow in around the city, you're always going to have that, that issue. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on, on, on the city, but certainly in opening up fines and the opportunity that that does and uh, improving the, the, the lifestyle and experience that people get of their village uh, is much needed. And also, of course, much needed safety for drivers. But, you know, it's really not going to make a huge difference mm. inside here in the city, I'm afraid. OK, but, but I think um, there's mention of the N69 as far back as um, Mungret, as you mentioned, Clarina, mm. Kildimo, Kilcornan, and then the N21 corridor at Adair and Croke. Yeah, absolutely. I think people coming in from that side of the city, they do struggle there, when they, particularly when they get to Clarina, the traffic lights there, and there can be huge backlogs in the morning um, with people coming into the city. And then again, as they hit the cement factory roundabout there, there can, there can be huge backlogs there as well. So certainly, perhaps moving traffic flow out that, out that side, Joe, might help. But I, I suspect that people will probably take the most direct route and continue to come in the N69 and you continue to experience those kind of traffic volumes. 
Um, but this is what we what we need to look at. But uh, probably for people more coming from that side of the city and from outside the city, we probably need to be looking at the park and ride, which is in the uh, new NTA transport plan for the city, where people can park up and, and get a bus into the city. And that's what we need to look at. And you know, certainly places like UHL need to be looking at that, providing that for their staff, because they, they have no more space on, on campus for parking. And uh, I know that's a huge struggle for staff in the morning, that they, they just don't have parking. And right. They have to come in very early in order to find something. So, presumably you're pushing at an open door here looking for this traffic management study and how quickly do you think it'll happen? Um, Well, I I spoke with the director of services there. I'm hopeful that they're going to act on this. I know that they're currently, like I say, active in developing some active travel modes but we need to see further further work and and we need to see it at a a quicker rate. I know I called for a couple of years ago because I could see it coming living in the area. So I'm hoping that they'll finally act now and we'll we'll see some improvements over the next uh, couple of months. Right. Um, One last point. I mentioned you're a former mayor. And uh, do you see um, a directly elected mayoral election happening next year? Um, Yeah, I I think it's definitely a possibility. All the conversations seem to be indicating that the first half of next year seems to be a possibility. Uh, I think, Joe, if it goes beyond that, my own personal belief, given the cost of running elections, you're better off just waiting until the locals... Um, because running elections are quite expensive for the taxpayer because they cost money in terms of accounting and everything that goes with it. Um, so I think if it goes beyond the first half of next year, that we're better off waiting to the local elections. Which is June I, 2024. Which is June 2024, Joe, yeah. So we're waiting for the year after. Right. So unless we get is, there, is there not half, a significant danger that if it's not run separately, it'll get subsumed into what is a big enough event anyway, which is the local elections in each area and then it, it, the whole thing could get quite confused Well we already run the um, the locals and the European elections in last year and the last election we also had a I know, but This is slightly different now, we're talking about something unique in an Irish context and something that needs to be very clearly understood and explained um, because there's still a lot of people that you'll meet around town and out the county who will go, what? Absolutely, Joe, but like I say I just think, you know uh, you know, it still, it still is a local election. I just think that it, it there's a huge cost involved in running elections. Um, and I think if it runs in, it runs on beyond the, the, the first half of next year, I don't see why you would have an election, you know, a, a mayor election that late in the year and then run straight into local elections. When, to be honest with you, the campaign and the uh, activity for local elections will be starting towards the end of next year. And, you know, elections are much more than they, they, the last six or eight weeks, yeah. they go they go far, much yeah. further back. So okay. there will be crossover if you do go over to, into the second half of the year, no matter what way you look at it. Okay, okay. Interesting to see what happens. Listen, thank you very much for chatting to us about both of those. That's Councillor Daniel Butler, who, as I mentioned, knows the Raheem Doyle area very well. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.